This is a Valfem special broadcast. The COVID Report Show, Monday to Thursday, from 6 to 7 p.m. Exclusive to VowFM 88.1. Hear it. Welcome to yet another exciting and riveting edition of the COVID Report with me, Bonta Bilani, as your host tonight. We've been talking a lot about screening and testing that is happening across the country after Dr. Zwelim Kiza, the health minister, last week announced mobile units for screening and testing will be going into provinces to escalate and to increase the level of testing. As we spoke even last night when we were talking about the presentation that happened with the chairperson of the advisory committee, for COVID-19, Professor Salim Abdul Karim, who talked about how instead of South Africa waiting for people who are infected with COVID-19 to get to hospitals, we have been proactive enough to go to people and find those who are infected. Screening and testing was happening in Gauteng province, particularly in Tembisa. And an award-winning health journalist for Health E-News, Masha Zali, um, who is based in the Ekuruleni region and Johannesburg, the greater Johannesburg region, and reports from there, particularly Tembisa. Um, she went to check out the Department of Health's mobile screening and testing facilities in Tembisa last week. And while she was doing her journalistic duty, she decided to try out um, the screening and to see, and she was identified as high risk and had to, in fact, get tested. So she'll be sharing her experience of being screened and tested for COVID-19 and how just the whole experience of being there on that day happened because a lot of people seem to be very nervous around the idea of screening and testing and think that they will just be tested automatically. So Marcia, thank you so much for joining us on the COVID report. I'm so excited to hear about your experience. Thank you for having me, Bonzo. And well, I'm also excited to share the experience, although it has been... Uh, sort of nerve-wracking for me, but yeah, I'll just share what I experienced on that day. Uh, let's start. The, were you going there for a story or were you going there out of curiosity? So since the lockdown started, I had been working mainly from home and I received a media alert that the MEC of Education in the province Banyazali Sufi and the MEC of uh, Community Safety would be in Tembisa. So this, like the different MECs within the province were based in different uh, regions. So Banyazali Sufi and um, Ms. Faith Mazibugo, uh, they were in Tembisa and I went there mainly to do a story on the entire thing, like how they they were going to conduct the test and just to see what the mood was like from the community. And that's how I found myself at the Pumulani Mall where the Mm -hmm. mobile was uh, stationed. Um, When it comes to getting access inside the mall, because what is happening is that there are long queues outside the mall and there's uh, metro police who are patrolling the areas and you basically have to go in when they tell you to. So that is just to control the number of people that gain access to the mall, where there's the shop right and clicks. So those are the two stores that are open at the mall currently. 
since they are part of the essential service um, providers. So I mm-hmm. went there and as soon as the MECs arrived, that's when uh, Panyazali Sufi was one of the MECs there and they told him to test. So this was just for the media to be able to see because we obviously were not going to be allowed to take pictures of uh, the ordinary people of Tembisa who were there. So just for a photo op, uh, we took pictures of the MEC conducting the test. And what they did is that they took the, because they take they take two samples, one from the nose and one from the mouth. Before we get to the testing, Marcia, I just want us to, you know, because the department explains it in two ways, like when you read up on it, before you get tested, you get screened. So maybe let's talk about the screening and some of the questions that you get asked before they test you so that uh, uh, like our listeners also understand that the process in the order that it comes in. So I'm so glad that you painted this very vivid picture of the fact that, you know, there's this controlling of people coming into the center. So let's just think back and walk us through it. So you went in and did a community health worker come talk to you and kind of do some pre-counseling what happened? So there were uh, the professional nurses, there was also a doctor who was there uh, just to monitor everything. And then the community health workers, what they did mainly was to go out, because Pumulani Mall is in Winnie Mandela, which is another mm-hmm. So they went out to the houses. So they did a door-to-door to inform community members that they can come to the mall and get screened for the virus. So the process is that uh, there was a queue, obviously, and some of the questions that you would get asked before they proceed to the next stage of testing is whether you have uh, the symptoms, which are fever, runny nose, um, are you sneezing or coughing? And they also ask you whether you have been in, you have been outside of the country. If you haven't been outside of the country, the other question is whether you have been in contact with someone who could have gone out and came back to the country. And another question is whether there is someone who has uh, the similar symptoms, which are the ones that I've mentioned. And Mm. there's about five questions there. And then based on that, that's when they will decide whether you can go through to the next phase of the testing. And so, uh, you know, when we talked before the show, you told me that you were identified as a high risk. What are the yeah. reasons with the questions that, uh, that were asked there that made you high risk? Because had you traveled outside of the country or had you been in contact with someone who had traveled recently or uh, were you f- having flu-like symptoms and the symptoms that are linked to, to COVID-19? In my case, I have a colleague of mine and she's mm-hmm. from the U.S. So she was in the country around towards the end of February. Based on that, because they did ask and I mentioned that I have been in contact with someone who's from out of the country. And then another one was because I have been experiencing like sinus-like symptoms where every morning or in the evening my nose is blocked. Sometimes I can't breathe properly. 
and I wake up with a dry throat. So based on those two um, reasons, another thing was because I'm a journalist and I obviously have been moving around and meeting different mm. people. So they just said that because of those, they will then uh, screen, just test me for the virus. This sounds like quite, a, it was a thorough process, you know, and yes. it was, they explained to you why you were high risk. It wasn't just yeah. you had to ask the questions. No, no, I didn't ask any questions. And that's another thing that I noticed is that a lot of community members, because of the news that are out there, that there's the virus and all of that. So everyone wanted to test. But as like once they're in the queue and they ask, screened for like those questions that I I mentioned previously, Uh, a lot of people were ended up not being tested. And I guess there was some disappointment and some because they had thought that the screening would be would be open to anyone who wanted to test. Mm. Uh, But yeah, that wasn't the case. Yeah. And but and was that when when that kind of confusion was there and the unhappiness, particularly from the community, was it explained to them that why everyone is not getting tested, and that after yeah. that, the, the, the the difference between screening and testing? Because I've noticed as well, there seems to be quite confusion around the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they 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 did explain to them that not everyone is going to be tested, and another reason besides the screening process they also mentioned the issue of like the resources in terms of the test kits so Mm. it's a mobile clinic maybe they probably came there with a a hundred testing kits and you have now two or five hundred people who want to get tested obviously that's not going to be possible so that there was one one another reason they gave to people who wanted Mm. to test that in order for them to not waste resources on testing people who shouldn't be testing. They would adhere to that screening process of if you get at least three or two yeses from the questions, then you will be tested. But if you say no to all of them, they won't test you. That's quite clear. Masha, so you went through to the testing. How did that go? (laughs) (laughs) Well, like I mentioned, I'm not sure if you saw the, there's a video that had been circulating of someone who's being tested and they insert the, um, what do they call it? It, It's like an earbud. The cotton, yeah, the cotton, a long cotton bud, yeah. Yes, so they insert that inside the nose. So I went there thinking, well, the MEC got tested and they only uh, inserted it in his mouth. It means you can either choose any of those two. But when I got there, they're like, no. We have to take two samples from the nose and from the mouth. So what they explain mm-hmm. is that because the virus, uh, I think it sits like just inside up your nose. So yes. they have to insert that thing deeper. And yeah, it was uncomfortable, but I had to be a big girl and I didn't want to waste their time. <laughs> and also because also because I'd rather know whether I have the virus or not. So Definitely. I ended up doing it. Yeah, it was it was uncomfortable. I wanted to run away at some point. Sure. But I ended up doing it because yeah. But it doesn't last long, right? 
No, it doesn't. How long does it? Uh, like a few seconds, actually. Mm-hmm. But you know, because it's a foreign object, and we don't usually put things in our nose, so it was. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, but I did the test. Um, they took both samples, and I was out mm-hmm. of there like in no time. Hmm, that's good. And, 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 and yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. When did they yeah. say you're going to get your results? Have you gotten your results? So you tested last week. Just remind me of last the day. Uh, it was last week, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And they said it would take between two to three days. So, so essentially today's the third day. I think it's, it's the four. Uh, yeah, it's the, oh yeah, it's the third, yeah. Yeah, okay. And I so, don't know how it works because they've been announcing even throughout the long weekend and all of that. So I'm not sure whether the tests that were done on Wednesday are being counted or they're still yet to be counted. So that's where the anxiety comes from because I, I see the numbers are increasing and every day I'm wondering, am I one of those people who tested positive or not? So No, yeah. but as, as the minister said, as the minister said that... Um, and, and also Professor Salim Abdul-Karim is that what happens is that uh, when the numbers that are being announced are essentially numbers from two weeks ago because oh. of kind of like, yes, like he mentioned, there's like the numbers we're hearing now. So your results are coming and they are not allowed to release your results publicly. They tell people before they release the results. That's another thing that I know for sure that mm-hmm. uh, results people are, informed before their results are counted mm-hmm. as an increase oh yeah that makes so sense. maybe there's a backlog because of laboratory stuff you know um yes and i've i've been trying to to get that information regarding the backlog because mm. it's, it's uh, in one of the stories that i'm working on where the world health organization mentioned that the results in South Africa currently, we can't really determine whether the lockdown has had an effect or not because of the backlog. And that's why on the 13th of April, two days ago, when Professor Salim Abdul Karim made his presentation also and in the evening, they, he talked about how this is a very important week if we know if the lockdown worked or not. Because depending yeah. on, because remember, yeah. um, today would have been the second last day, day of the initial, yeah. yeah, day 20. So day 20. the initial results of the lockdown are coming out at the end of this week. And that's where um, the, the government is going to take in those results to make a decision on whether or not we need to increase the lockdown or what the next steps are. But yes. uh, are you self-isolating at the moment, just to wrap it up, uh, while you're waiting for your results, just to be on the safe side? Yeah, so after testing, what they do is they give you a mask. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's not the ones that we usually see. It's sort of made of leather. Oh, okay. And, and, yeah, it's very hot if I might sure. say. <laughs> but what they tell you is that um, you must always wear the mask if you're going out, but they advise mainly to self-isolate until the results are back. So that's what I've been doing. Uh, mm. Yeah. So if I do have to go out to the shops, I then wear the mask. And are you self-isolating from your family as well? Or oh, that is not possible because you live it's in the same house? Possible. Yeah, it's not mm. possible. So I'm just hoping no. that... Uh, I don't have the virus, but otherwise, mm. it's it's not possible for me to self isolate with 
two kids who are five and two. Yes. <laughs> All right. Marcia, thank you so much for sharing your experiences of um, how the testing and screening happened in Tembisa last week at, um, as, uh, as after it was announced by the health minister that um, mass screening will be happening in communities, screening and testing with mobile units being set up in different provinces and in different highly densely populated areas. And Masha Zali, who's an award-winning journalist, um, she wears many caps, but that's the one that I know her that she wears um, at Health E News, who's based in Tembisa and reports on some of the critical health issues that um, Tembisa and surrounding areas face. And so she's awaiting her results and we're wishing you all the best, Marcia. Thank you so much for being so open to sharing the process. We hope this uh, alleviates a lot of people's stress around testing and screening that you're not necessarily going to be tested, but you are going to definitely be screened. And if you answer yes to at least three questions, that is how um, the health workers identify you as high risk and advise you to get the test, which you will have to wait for the results. Thank you so much, Masha, again for joining us. Thank you, Bonso, for having me. And I think one thing that we all have to be aware of is that the lockdown is very important in ensuring that the curve is flattened. So everyone must just try as much as you can to stay at home and, until this whole thing uh, is sort of stabilized and, and until there's a, a vaccine or even a cure for the virus. Yes, that is something that we have to encourage all the time. The COVID Report Show, Monday to Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. Exclusive to Power FM 88.1. Share it.